Welcome to the Payments, Payments, Payments podcast from Mike Chambers at Norby Point. In this week's podcast, we look at 10 things you should know about the UK's new request to pay service. But first, let's start with a definition. Using Pay.UK's own words, the new request to pay service is described as an overlay on top of existing payments infrastructure that provides a new flexible way to manage and settle bills between businesses and organisation, as well as among friends. For each request, the payer will be able to pay in full, pay in part, ask for more time or decline to pay and begin a dialogue with the requester. The service is designed to provide more control to the person being asked to pay, but also to give the biller all the information they need to reconcile the payment when it arrives. Well, having looked at a definition, let's look at the 10 things you should know about the new request to pay service from Pay.UK. The first is that request to pay is designed to be a payment agnostic messaging service. So a messaging service that encompasses a payment leg may be using faster payments, direct debit or open banking payment options. The second is that request to pay is designed to complement direct debit. The vast majority of regular bills are paid for by direct debit, but request to pay offers a solution for those that don't use direct debits or for more ad hoc payment requests. The third thing you should know about request to pay is it's designed to offer extra visibility, flexibility and control of who you pay, how much you pay and when you pay. At number four, we look at the fact that the request to pay ecosystem has three distinct parts. At the centre are the standards and the rules and the governance authority and the certification authority. And this function is performed by Pay.UK themselves. The second part of the ecosystem are what's called repositories. And these repositories deal with the routing and the storing of the request to pay messages. This function can be performed by banks, payment service providers, utilities and technical vendors. The third part of the ecosystem are what are called user front ends. And these might be apps or web browsers or offline interface to view, to send and respond to request to pay messages. And this function can be performed by fintechs, payment service providers, banks and technical vendors. The fifth thing you should know about request to pay is that an end user has to accept a payment request before the first request to pay payment can be made. At number six, we find that learning from direct debit and the current account switching service, request to pay will have its own service mark, which would be used by accredited repositories and front end providers. At number seven, we start thinking about the future and areas where we can expect the request to pay service to develop and over time we might find enhancements coming along such as interactive advanced notifications helpfully called IANs and these are designed to increase the certainty of payments. We might find it moving from a one-by-one payment submission to dealing with bulk payment submissions. We might find requests to pay starting to have remittance advice optionality attached to them. We might find requests to pay moving and, and changing to request to donate to deal with charity donations, handling third-party payments, dealing with return and refund requests. And we might find request to pay ending up with a cash settlement leg to allow a user to receive a request to pay message and paying cash for that payment, maybe at the post office.
And with so much inter interest across Europe and the globe around requests to pay, we might find that international requests become possible via the UK's request to payment service. At number eight, we find that request to pay messaging can be used by billers to replace paper or e-billing and, and can encourage an early can't pay or challenge interaction. And number nine, the penultimate thing we should know about request to pay is that request to pay messages will have a cost which is overlaid on the cost of the chosen payment choice. So you'll pay for the request to pay message and for the payment leg. The final thing you need to know in the 10 things you need to know about request to pay is a decision to reject, defer or split a request to payment request must be consistent with the underlying contract between the entity supplying the good or service and the person consuming the good or service. If this doesn't happen, penalty fees may be applied and the supply of service may be disrupted. I'm Mike Chambers. Thank you for listening to the 10 things you need to know about request to pay. For all you need to know about the UK's retail payments landscape, please visit northypoint.com. Thank you for listening.